Hello, this is Morris, and I say keep on listening to Joy 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 Keep on listening to Joy 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 I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. And a great good evening to you wherever you find yourself. Hello and welcome to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, it's rather unusual what we're going to do tonight. We're going to have a big discussion here. We've got the boys joining me in studio. We've got two topics to deal with. We'll talk about Kumasi Asan as they welcome their new technical team, Mariana Barreto. The former Black Stars coach is now in charge. He came along with... Um, you know, members of his new technical team. We'll be looking at that particular one. But of course, I know loads of you have been discussing the Black Stars. And after we saw that one, remember those live commentary here, of course, uh, it was 1-1 between the Black Stars and Bafana Bafana of South Africa. The Black Stars have qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations 2021. That will take place in 2022 in Cameroon. Uh, most of you have still been talking about whether the Black Stars are, you know, in safe hands, whether the coach can get the job done, whether the Black Stars can, you know, win the Africa Cup of Nations again. So we'll have a little chat on that one here on our show. And then we'll get into the Kumase Asante Kotoko issues as we go through. Remember, we will be activating our phone lines at the top of the hour, just before it. That's at 7.50. You have the chance to call into the show. But now you have a chance to send us your text messages. So we're asking you the question. Do you think the Black Stars uh, is in safe hands? That's the question for you. Do you think the Black Stars is in safe hands with all we've seen? And I have to tell you as well, uh, the local Black Stars, i rather call them the Black Stars B, uh, play today in Tashkent. They lost to Uzbekistan by two goals to one. The only goal for the Black Stars B was caught by Fatal Izhaku. Wonderful free kick. Yes, not too sure what the goalkeeper was thinking about, but it doesn't take anything away from the young man who is continuing to do well. And we are looking forward to the game then on Sunday when the Black Stars come up against Saltome and Principe. That will be an interesting one, especially when we want to think about what Sikiakon uh, is going to be doing with the squad and who is going to be playing and all of that. We'll be telling you about the qualifiers because... Teams are still qualified from the Africa Cup of Nations. And uh, by Monday, I think Monday or Tuesday, 
we have a, a complete idea of what's happening. Gary Smith, joining me quickly. You give me an idea of those who are just jumping in. I know Ivory Coast and, uh, you know, well, yes, Gary's here. Gary, how you doing this evening? Doing well. Yes, Gary's fine. Muftal, Nabila Abdullah, how you doing? I'm good. Did you say I was, what, two hours away from your, your hometown? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, were two, you, were, you were just two hours from my village. <laughs> two hours away from my village. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Something I noticed uh, about Muftal. Yeah, was it? <laughs> he never describes do as his hometown. He always calls it a village. A village, yeah. It is, is, it, is it? No, is there a difference? I mean, I know everybody says, oh, it's my hometown. No. You never say hometown. There, there, there is. Village. It is my village. That's where I'm from. We no, no, you don't get it. Okay, the description. You never say hometown. I prefer village to this hometown thing. That's what I'm saying. You know, people say, oh, I'm going to my yeah, hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, interesting. I'm going to my hometown, but I prefer village. Well, well, <laughs> Well, we're going to have a good discussion. We're going to be joining us and we're going to be telling you. And, and you know, sometimes when there are huge topics like these, I think it's fair for you to get an idea of what the Choice Sports team is thinking. Yes, we came up with our ratings, our super ratings, because we've got um, great examiners here. They've, they've had a lot of uh, training from Wyke and all. And so, yeah, you just get an idea of what's cooking here at Joy Sports. Gary, we can start because I know you are always keeping up to date and updating what we've got our... You know, our, our, our graphic, our flyer, our artwork, you know, and telling the world how many teams have qualified. What have we got there? So Cameroon are the host nation, of course. Yes. And then we've, we had Senegal, Tunisia, Guinea, Burkina Faso, Mali, Algeria, Comoros, Egypt, Ghana, Gambia, Gabon, mm. Zimbabwe. And uh, we had the Ivory Coast today as well. Ivory Coast today. That is, that's a special for Ivory Coast. We're getting to the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. And, well, maybe, Gary, just take us through with the, Niger- the Nigerians. So can you, can you run the story, you know, for those who just couldn't understand why they went by, by sea, you know, to Portonovo? Well, what's, what's been happening with Nigeria? I mean, what's, what's been happening with Nigeria? They, they've actually more or less heard the headlines. We've been talking about Nigeria because they had a super entry. Super entry, you know, into Portadoro where they're trying to go and have the, the game. So, guy, what do you know about that? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> it was a simple matter of one economics and common sense <laughs> because, because they looked at how they were going to, you know, COVID restrictions, travel yeah, borders, yeah. and all that. So, getting an airport, getting mm. out of the country, mm. commandeering a flight, whether it was commercial or whatever, yeah. would have taken. And for those who travel even the Ghana Nigeria route you do know that it's very common to see the speedboats do the uh, what do you call it do the trip trip. from that side of Nigeria into Benin as well so they just decided that they will get the best speedboats available the ones in the best condition rather than go for the and also to show according to Amaju Pinnick let me give you the (laughs) official explanation (laughs) (laughs) he said he said Uh only like a politician can they wanted to show the players the real Nigeria. Ah. <laughs> so that is the official explanation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one I'm giving being the, you know, the ones, the <laughs> official ones, about common sense and all that. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Uh, but, but, and interestingly, yeah, mm. if you saw the videos, it mm. was like a James Bond movie. Yes, it was. Because they were lined up, they went in like a convoy yes. with a security team in the first uh, uh, live jackets. <laughs> the, yes, the live jackets and everything. And then the first... 
speedboats yes. were occupied by the security team. Mm-hmm. You know, they went. Yes. Then there was another one that followed them yeah. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think after every three speedboats, there was a security <laughs> um, team as well. Actually. And then they were flanked on the left Actually. and right by. So there's a shot on Twitter that we have put on Joysports yeah. yes. yeah. where it really is like if, if you've watched um, Casino Royale mm-hmm. or the world is not enough <laughs> or die another day you know James Bond they like their speedboats ah, uh-huh. if you watch those ones <laughs> the, the boat scenes there there's mm-hmm. the chase the chasing scenes yep. or um, this one Skyfall yep. yes <laughs> it's just like that yeah. and the Nigerians are coming yeah, just coming. So they got there. It took them just about what ninety minutes or so, if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, ninety minutes. The yes. trip took them ninety minutes. That's right. Just like football match. Mm. Probably they were rehearsing <laughs> the football match against Benin, <laughs> and they got there to the what the Kutunu Diplomat Hotel. Yeah, and so they are there, and they are, they and are they're arrested. looking good. When they finish, but, but, but the interesting drama yeah, yeah, has yeah. been that mm. they've they've not allowed their media in. They didn't allow them to film their first fifteen minutes. They allowed only five journalists to mm. it in in and all that. So the Nigerian media. We actually leave it. They said about twenty of them traveled, mm. and they allowed just five, five to go to. I don't know what you guys make of how it's been handled in the media. You know mm. the way it started, and they well, they've 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 found a way to bring the positives out of this. Yeah. But initially, it looked like it was a negative, you know, running negative story. Yeah, a, a bit. You, you see, uh, the, the, there were questions surrounding the security of these players yeah. or the safety of these players mm. because. It is quite unusual to see um, national teams traveling via boats. Yeah. And to have seen Nigeria take that step, many people were questioning that, come on, this is quite risky. Mm. These players, we, we, we always have issues about bonuses being paid to them and all that, and then you are risking them through the sea and, and all that. I think the, the, the questions that were raised were uh, legitimate questions, yep. but... Um, like Amaju has explained, they just wanted to see the other side of Nigeria. Yeah, so see. this is proper Nigeria. It's not every time you will fly in the air. <laughs> and you know the African <laughs> national teams, especially the ones from these parts. Yeah. They always like to fly first yeah. class or business class. Yeah, straight away. So you can you can do a first class boat trip <laughs> or whatever it is as well. So we have fifteen teams that have qualified so far. That's I right. think when I was given the list, I forgot the Inzalang National okay. of Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea, Equatorial Guinea have qualified right. for their first tournament ever. Outside their country, right? That's important. Outside, right. their, outside country. their country, so we have <laughs> debutants in Comoros, yes. like we know, yes. the Gambia as well, mm. and regulars. I like to call them the regulars, yeah. The Senegals, the Ghanas, the Malis, the, the Cote d'Ivoire, yes, yes, they're yes. all there, yeah. The regulars, so guys, you know what? Let's start with the Kumasi Asante Kotoko one because I we have to clear that out of the way and then we jump into the Black Stars discussion. See, I can't wait for the first line. This intro is long. <laughs> Guys, let's get into it right now. Kumasi Asante Kotoko, I have a new coach in Mariano Barreto. And yes, I've got the guys joining me as well. Let's see if we can hear from them. Uriko, how are you doing this evening? 
I'm good, George. Yes, you're good. Hans Mensa, and how are you doing, Hans? He's wearing his his son's nose mask, so he cannot talk. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I see. You're good, eh? It's been a while since we had a phone house like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need to check the nose mask. Are we on Facebook? We are not. It's a serious matter. Let me start. Move down. Move down. What? Did Kotoko need a, a, a new coach? Was it pressing? Um, That's an interesting question. <laughs> it was a pressing. Uh, one interesting thing had happened a um, few weeks before management considered a decision to bring a, tech, uh, a new coach. Mm. Um, they had alleged that Johnson Smith had lost control of the dressing room. Yeah. Um, Clearly, I I was privy to a lot of things that had happened within the playing body and even within management, where the technical team most often um, could not control certain players when they were unhappy because they were not getting enough playing time. Yeah. So, at that point, they began raising questions as to whether Johnson Smith and Gazelle could could control these boys. Even when Maxwell was fired, a similar thing had had cropped up because management had met players around 2 a.m., 12 a.m., outside team hotel. So they felt that the technical team were not having full control of these, these boys. Mm. They felt that if you are within the hotel, by 11 p.m., you should be in your room. Right. So to see players outside 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., uh, management were not always happening, but the bigger question was that oh, management too. Why, why not also sleeping at one a.m. or two a.m. and <laughs> you are in the team hotel, you are seeing players. <laughs> and just two weeks later, mm. after those concerns had cropped up, we saw pictures of how Habib Mohammed reacted towards Johnson Smith when he was substituted, and that was what uh, I would say was the the nail in in the coffin. Mm. So, on the 3rd of March, there was a management meeting. And in this meeting, they resolved that they needed a new technical man to, to lead the club. Mm-hmm. Um, two names came up. Rav Zumdik mm. and Mariano Barreto. They made these proposals to the board. They held a, a meeting with the board the following week, which was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the board said, well, we want to be champions. If you can get us any coach who make us champions, make us very competitive, why not? Go ahead. So they made contact with Zumdik. They made contact with Mariano Barito. The interesting thing about Zumdik was that Zumdik made high demands. I was made to understand that his request was like $15,000. And that was one thing Kotoko could not afford. Mm. Then came Mariano Barito, whom I was made to believe that has got a personal relationship with the chief executive officer of Asante Kotoko. I was told that they are very close, very, very close. Mm. So he got on the phone and spoke to him. One interesting person, one former player of Kubasa and Kotoko, actually also spoke to the man on behalf of the club as well. Mm. So this man was convinced that Kotoko really needed him because if a former player reaches out to him, he felt that uh, Kotoko actually needed him. But 
there were still some concerns. This was a man who left the Ghana Blasters job unceremoniously in 2004. Two days later, when he left Ghana, two days later, they heard that he had gone to Maritimo and, and all that the FA had to take him to FIFA. Long things. Mm. But in the end, they needed to convince the board that Mario Barreto was the man to get a job done. They described him as a disciplinarian. They described him as a man who, who could stand and take decisions and no one could question. Mm. So with that, if they're able to have the players under control, yes. where they are very disciplined, mm. they were convinced that they could get results. So on the 14th, um, no, it was on the 12th, where, when Mariano Barote told the management of Kotoko that he would need his own backroom staff. Okay. So they agreed. They told him, okay, go ahead. Work with your backroom staff if you want to have your own backroom staff. Prepare them and come. Then, 14th, he reached back to Kotoko and told Kotoko that, yes, um, he will come with two people as part of his backroom staff. That mm. was on the 14th. Mm. Kotoko said, okay, we're fine. You can come. The inter- One interesting thing happened. Just about a week or so ago, when the man was supposed to arrive last week Wednesday to be confirmed the coach of Kotoko, some people within the board began raising concerns about Barito. Um, they had talked about the spending of the club, how uh, when they spend, they, they are not even aware of how much has been expended and all that. Mm. Now you have to put together documents. I'm going to present it to them. Okay. This is what we've expended. This is what we've brought in. Mm. So he's very convinced they could pay the man. Even a management member said that the man was doing it pro bono because what they were offering to him is pittance in their opinion. Mm. So they think that if he's accepting that much for to work for Kotoko, yeah, okay, so he should come. So he arrived in Ghana on Tuesday. Mm. He was supposed to be unveiled on Wednesday, but they did not unveil him on Wednesday because they were supposed to meet the board again on Thursday. So yesterday they had a meeting with the board. And today they confirmed him. And everything is set. Everything is set. Uh, Gary, is it simple that Kotoko have gone for uh, Mar- Mariano Barreto because they had an issue with discipline? Well, the club felt they had that, an issue yeah. Yeah. with yeah. discipline. <laughs> they felt they had an issue, hmm. and they needed. They wanted. They needed to address it. They found somebody they thought can do it. Huh. It's, it's as simple as that. Huh. No, George. So they are addressing discipline. Yeah, it's as simple as that. <laughs> Hans. No, but the, you asked me a direct question. Yeah, I'm answering you, your oh, question. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So they are addressing discipline. You asked discipline. about discipline. Yes. They, they, felt, they felt that the man there the was, not, was not able to do that. Mm. So they needed somebody to, to take... And they went for yes. Mariano Barreto. Yes. To deal what, with discipline. Whether he can do it, I mean, time will uh, be the best. So, so that was the key... Thing on 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 their yes that was basically that, that was basically list. because that, it is that not, discipline is it is problem. not a matter of winning mm-hmm. it's clearly not a matter of winning yes because Johnson Smith was winning was winning yes he was taking the team somewhere yeah. mm-hmm. the league table did not lie yes they may not have been scoring enough goals but there were reasons why yeah you get my point okay so so, so my next question so is uh, with with the issue of discipline is it is it just about the coach or it's about a whole structure. That I don't. That that you okay, see. So you you asked me. Yeah, you no, you, you, you are, uh-huh. yeah, you are good. You are, you, you're yeah. good. So Hans, I'm no, asking no, you. No, just before Hans comes. Yeah, okay. Let me say okay. one thing. Mm. Even a coach said, mm. "Is he the team manager to ensure that the players are disciplined?" 
because there's a team manager. Okay. That was a concern raised by one of the coaches. All right. So, if the coaches feel that it is not their duty to have these players disciplined, to be disciplined, because there's a team manager who is supposed to ensure that, they don't think management decision to blame them that they are the reason why the players are in discipline is the right thing. However, management is quite convinced that the, the, the guys are not doing the job. They are not doing the right thing. Hans, I mean, we know that Ghana has a problem with discipline. Mm. I mean, and you country, are you are played before, so you should. <laughs> no, as a country, you have serious. When you, when you when you see a white man, you're okay. You are, you so just, we might as well change. Our, go find a white man to come become president of Ghana to deal with the indiscipline. <laughs> you see, you may, it, yeah, may, we can, we can, yeah, it yeah. may sound flippant, but, but it has, has, George, you, you hang out with the Ghana Premier League teams. Yes, I do. We all do. Yes, we Look, do. it is it is almost an unspoken fact yeah. that when a white man comes into a Ghana Premier League team, things change overnight. overnight. I'm not talking... 24 hours old. Just, uh, I just mean, if the white man lands at 11 p.m., yes. at 7 a.m., things change overnight. Okay. The attitude so, that everyone will change. Everybody... Okay, the, the reasons okay, Hans, are yes. what I'm coming to. Yes, and, go, go. and for me, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's funny and sad at the same time that that's the case. I mean, that's the case. Mm. Straight up. <laughs> but I find it hard to believe if a coach at a Santicoto thinks that keeping players in check is not his job. Mm. And clearly, the board, the management, are perfectly justified to bring in somebody who understands that keeping players in check is his job. It's his job. Yeah. What I also find sad is that, and and for Sandikoro, I think that it's it's a problem with structure. Look, the only reason a player can wake up and disrespect a coach of Kumasi as Sandikoro has backing from some. He has a backing somewhere. Somebody higher up brought him into the club, and yeah. so he knows that. There is no way the coach can deal with him until yeah. that person decides that he's not going to back him anymore. Hmm. The coach can do jack. Whether or not he stays at the club, whether or not he plays or not, is not within the remit of the coach. So he can decide to behave anyhow he wants. Okay? So for Kotoko, especially, it's just a thing with the structure that they run. We know how Santé Kotoko and how their recruitment policies are that. We know how management and board members handpick players and then impose them on coaches. We know how coaches must make their selection and go and justify them to management and the board, things like that. We don't de- see these things when the experts come. That Mariano Barreto comes and he selects his first 11 and he has to go to the board of management and go and defend his starting 11. <laughs> it, it won't happen. We know it. Of course, I've been made when or the game Costa is Papage. ongoing. Costa Papage is, <laughs> of course, I've been made when the game is ongoing. <laughs> but you see, it comes back to a discussion we've had this week. Mm. And I think I talked about it on social media. And I expressed disappointment in, in CK Akono because we heard that people were interfering in his job. I was meant to believe here is somebody who so principled, you not tolerate any nonsense from anybody. So, I expect that by now, CK probably would have resigned. Maybe I am being a bit naive about it because look, <laughs> there is a lot at play than meets the eye. Don't know. But all I'm saying <laughs> is that we've gotten to a point where our local coaches yes, sir. must, yes. you see, they must begin to understand that until they sell themselves at a certain price, they are going to be bought at their current price. Hmm. And the current price at which they are being they, they are being bought, it's it's, it's, it's not it's much. Not much it's, yes. it's, it's just not good. Look, yeah. if Kodoko 
you know, works with Mariano Barreto the way they've worked with Johnson Smith or Maxwell Kunedu. We know what the outcome is going to be. Mm. Even for the Ghana Football Association, even for the Black Star job. We know how the guy just woke up one day and packed his box and just left with yeah. as if there was nothing at stake. <laughs> this was a team that, and I'm sure Barreto knew that looking at that period and the players that he had, he probably could have been the first man to take the Black Stars to the World Cup. Yeah. He walked that way as if he was nothing. You understand me? At, at that work. point, that was probably the highest yeah. caliber of job he had had. Yeah. But he walked away. He was the coach work. of one of the b- biggest national teams on the African continent. He walked away. And so I'm sitting here thinking, let them deal with Mariano Barreto, how they've dealt with Maxwell Kunedu, how they've dealt with Johnson Smith, hmm. and let's see what happened. The certainty is that the man will walk away. Hmm. Will a local coach walk away when people interfere with his job? He won't. Gary, yeah. So, in a way, Barreto is the right guy. He's the, he will apply that. He, the, the litmus test for, for this management. All things considered. Okay, Gary, I think you have to use the Let me try that. Okay. Are you speaking MC? Is it okay? Yes, it's better. Yes, it's better. All yes. things considered, right. George, Johnson Smith understood whatever politics was available at the club mm-hmm. and was able to deliver. Yes. Okay. We are told his approach endeared himself to the players. Whatever whatever he t- yeah. he was doing, <laughs> it was getting them results. Yeah. So from the football point of view, hmm. maybe they were not scoring enough goals. I mean we've covered that yes. ground already. Yes, that's right. So if discipline, for example, was the reason why you've brought in a coach who has brought in Extra assistance that you are going to pay <laughs> hard currency Charlie, for. Charlie, three, three guys. We now. have to look at the football side as well. Yes. Because at the end of the day, it's all about winning. Yes. And the league is halfway through. Mm-hmm. There's one more round. No, there's a second round of league football to, to, play. to play. If he doesn't deliver the league title, He's on a one and a half year contract, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> That's if he shows that there's no confidence in him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my time has run out on the Kumasi Asante Kotoko. We are heading on next straight away to talk about the Black Stars. The Black Stars. Oh, Black Stars. We love the Black Stars. Black Stars of Ghana. Live on radio, live online. This is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Mohamed Kudus. Oh, the Black Stars have scored. That was a beautiful one coming in for Mohamed Kudus. Right inside the goalkeeper's 18-yard box was a beautiful dash and he's noted for putting in the ball and that was a wonderful, wonderful shot coming in. The Black Stars lead by one goal to nil. Played his last game in November 2019. Back in the Black Stars and back scoring. Kudus, Mohamed. AC got into space. Patsy Tower with the ball for South Africa. Gets the ball. Yeah, the Black Stars 2-1-1 with South Africa. That should have made Ghanaians a bit happy. But you know what? Ghanaians are hungry for an African trophy. They're not really looking over their shoulders when you qualify for it. Most Ghanaians felt that in a group involving Sao Tome and Principe uh, Sudan, South Africa, the Black Stars who have found a way. And we feel that we made it too difficult, you know, in trying to qualify for that. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. We're at the locker room. You can give us a, a quick shout on our WhatsApp line 0551111997. When the issues come up like this, locker room will metamorphose into this where the boys come and sit down and tell you what they've got to do. So here, I introduce Oreku Amprof. Oreku, how are you doing? 
Yeah, you have to get close to your microphone. I don't know what happened. Okay, I think it's, it's my phone. No. Yeah, how are you doing? Nice, better. Yes, yeah. how are you doing? You're I'm good. good, I'm good. Good, 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 good. Hans is here. Gary Alsmed is here. Muftar is here as well. Um, le- le- let me start with you, Gary. Let me start with you, Gary. Uh, Gary, uh, your ratings, our ratings. Our ratings. Uh, yes, I say, <laughs> our, our ratings. Uh, we're we're eye-catching, really. A lot yeah, of people yeah, talking yeah. about that. To, 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 to put it mildly, our ratings were eye-catching. Yes. I mean, a lot of people. But, I mean, the Joy Sports ratings have... <laughs> You've caused a lot of trouble, yes. As, as stingy. Yes, stingy, you know, absolutely. We, we don't just dash marks when we rate games with black stars. Yes, like UCC exams. You see, like, I remember so, when we were in school, yeah, we yeah. often had... Teachers, we describe them as iron-handed teachers. Yeah. When they're going to mark your paper, yeah, yeah. Yeah. every single, especially when they're marking comprehension. If you pass, you have to thank God. <laughs> so, so essentially that, Charlie. Yes, yes, Gary. It's, it's like the UCC exam. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to UCC. Yeah. Um, Gary, let me just say one thing. Yeah. When we are writing the exam, mm. if yours is question one, mm. mine might be question 15 or 20. <laughs> your A is my C. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, to the question, John. Yes, sir. Um, we, we gave ratings for the players based mm. on what we saw. Yeah. Generally, we felt the team didn't sparkle. Yeah. And so it reflected in the ratings we gave. Right. The brightest park player ratings uh, was Kudus Mohammed. Yeah. And we gave him the highest mark that we six. saw, which was yeah. six over ten. Six over ten. You know, and then the next size was uh, Kotokos Ismail Ganiu. Yeah. Who had a four. Four, yeah. Um, yeah. Think about so, the And then, was also and then the others the followed. followed. Yes. So, Generally, that was the tenor of the game for us. Right. The Black Stars did not really sparkle. So yeah. Can we have a, a proper discussion on this one, guys? Let me start with your hands. Um, since Coach Siki Akona took over, can, can you say you have identified a clear theme of whether he's building a new team, continuing from what Kwasi uh, you know, did? Inviting the old boys. Can, can, can you can you can you notice a clear theme in what Siki wants to do with the national team? At least I see about two things that you know. Well, not two things. Two things that he's done. Mm. First was attempting to look clearly into the future, and then he came to the realization that Ghanaians will probably not give him the time to to build a team, as it were. Mm. So he had to quickly backtrack and fall back on the players that he's supposed to be phasing out, if you like. Mm. But, you know, again, it comes down to a country that has not come to terms with what her realities are. Mm. Because our reality at this moment is that we don't have a championship winning team. And that was our reality. Mm-hmm. And that to put ourselves in that position, we will need to allow the coach to build it. And we are all guilty of that. Look, I'm sure if CK plays a game with the Black Stars and he wakes up in the morning and sees the, the ratings from Joy Sport, <laughs> you know, he's going to think critically about, inv- you know, bringing some of the players that he probably invited back into the team. Um, I'll host Fun Zone, and when I activate the phone lines, you'll probably hear the comments that people are making mm. about how bad the team is. Um, on the Joy Sports link, people are going to call in and express their reservations about the performance of the team. 
So then, probably ask himself, what's the point? Why don't I go back to the Wakasus and the Arsenafos and the, the they are used and the, all the other boys that are popular names? Because it appears those are the people that Ghanaians want. So on that score, you can't really fault him. But we've consistently talked about how it's been over three decades since our last show of year. And yesterday, I went back to the records. You know, I attempted to, to write something for my journal. In the end, I had to decide that no. I can't publish this at this time. Obviously because, you know, people are excited. We've qualified for the AFCON. If you lay bare the realities, you might seem a certain way. <laughs> so let me just hold on to it. But some of the realities are simple. That since our last trophy in 1982, Egypt have won five trophies. Cameroon has won four trophies. Mm. If Algeria retains the title, they are just one trophy behind the Black Stars, mm. behind Ghana. Nigeria have won about three times. Nigeria have won times, about three time, times. Two times in that process. We've only made the finals, what, twice mm. after 1982. Yeah. Okay. No, we've made it three no, times. We've made it three times. times. So, so 2010, After 82, we've made it three times. Okay. But the fact also remains that, and that's a fundamental fact, three times by the next... Afcon would have gone 40 years, yeah. four decades, yeah. okay, without an Afcon title. The other reality is that if you look at the Black Star squad as it is now, there is quality, but the quality doesn't run deep. It probably stops at the first level. And that's it. Yesterday, Roku and I were discussing, and then, you know, we were able to pinpoint some outside names, uh, Mohamed Salisu and a few other players. But if you look at it currently, minus those players that we are talking about, you are talking Party, you are talking the day are you, you are talking Jordan are you, you are talking Mohamed Kudus. Four players. Four. And if you go further and decide that, well, if you look at the day are you currently, the reality is that at best, he's got five years, and I'm being charitable with that as far as the Black Stars is concerned. Mubarak Wakasu probably may not be playing for the Black Stars after next year's AFCON. That's if he's able to make the squad. Harrison Afo, these days, we are not clear whether we want to call him or we don't want to call him. I mean, it's clear that his time is coming to an end. It's the same for Jonathan Mensah. So, if we rely on these same players and go to AFCON 2022, and some of them fall along the way, that's it. You probably bring in Salisu to show up in terms of the quality. Then you go on to compare against the teams we are supposed to beat to win the Africa Cup of Nations. <laughs> and that is where the have, reality really is. You have to be in the top seven or top, because top eight to have a chance. When you look at Senegal, when you look at Algeria, when you look at Cameroon, Mali. when you look at Cote d'Ivoire, when you look at Mali, and when you look at Egypt, Nigeria, Look, maybe we have to start visiting our deities. <laughs> because on paper, it doesn't look like we are going to be beating these teams. Yes, we know that football, anything can happen, and it's African football, and blah, 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 blah. But when we sit down to do the analysis, we don't factor in anything can happen. We know, otherwise, we don't need to do the pre-match analysis and all of that. Hmm. You understand me? Fact is that if we are counting the top five teams on the African continent to win next year's AFCON, mm. the Black Stars will probably fall outside the five. Mm. Because Algeria will come, Cote d'Ivoire will come, Senegal will come, Mali will come, and Mali because they've beaten us just recently. 
Um, who else? Mali has always been our tough Na- government. Nigeria, you as well. put Nigeria, you mm. put Egypt. Okay, so we are not even fit in line going by the depth of squats to win the Afcon. Then you have the likes of Tunisia and the Morocco. We are not come. even counting boogie boys who come in and probably pull on our ambition. Hmm. We are not talking about the surprises. So, I mean, yes, you ask the question. Is Siki on the right track? I mean, fundamentally, that's what you're hmm. asking. I think that at this moment, he has a tough job. He's caught between telling Ghanaians what to how with you. I'm going to build a team against what you think I should do or who you think I should be taking to tournaments or be playing for the Black Stars. And also, getting results that satisfies Ghanaians. Because, you see, what should happen is that CK should be bold enough and say, look, I'll build a team. And go to the AFCON and show that if you give me time, this team will be capable of competing for the AFCON title. But can we even at least allow him that? I don't think we are prepared to because... And, and I'm not taking myself out of the picture. Look, I'll write an article that will be damning to see Kiyakono. Mm. If he goes and the results are not right. Because at the end of the day, whether you are building a team, whether your team is ready, I expect results. Okay. It's the Black Stars of Ghana. Mm. You thought yourself as four-time African champions, even though your last trophy was... We have to stop saying it. That's four-time African champions. We have to stop saying it. You cannot take it so away from our... Uh, I'm not the fans stop out there. I'm not, I'm not will not allow CK Akono the time to build a team capable of challenging for the Afcon, even though as of this moment. And that's what a lot of people don't know. See, let, let me if bring it. Yeah. We you have bring it. Yeah, yeah. Someone wants us to prove that oh, Black Stars have, have qualified. qualified. Black Stars yeah. have 10 points. Um, South Africa have 10 points. Yeah. Sudan have 9 points. The yeah. next game, it's South Africa and Sudan playing. We have a better head-to-head record than all these teams. Both the teams, best yeah. they can do to, to affect us, even if they stay on no, the 10, no, no. if there's okay, a winner so, there, it's all good. So okay, it's easy. So, so ha- this is how it works. So easy. If South Africa wins... South Africa tops the group. Ghana remains second. Ghana will lose. That's even if we lose. That's That's even if we lose. Then, if they play out a draw, Mm. South Africa Africa will get 11 points. Yes. Sudan will get 11 points. Uh, so so we'll get ten points. points. We have a better and still head we have a better, a better head to head yeah. over I them. What people so you don't know is that two teams qualify. Yes. Yes. So yes. two teams will qualify so out of the. So whatever yeah, we're happens, definitely going to be one of Ghana, them too. Ghana is Ghana is already That's qualified. Qualify. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think that was coming from uh, BB from DC. Rick Wambofo, George, <laughs> is is CK the man? Is CK the man to put this team in order for? Whatever we're expecting, including winning the cup. I know what Rick will say. Well, CK the man. Okay, CK the man. You see, this Black Stars discussion, man. Stop being diplomatic. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really <laughs> tough one. No, I just want to be honest because, yeah. you know, I, I saw the energy CK came with. And yeah. I think Hans mentioned how he wanted to start things. There was a particular way he wanted to play. He even went as far as saying that he's going to have a database of 40 players who he's going to rely on. Hmm. because there's a certain culture, a certain type of play that he wants to play, and this database will be updated as players you know, start to impress outside of it and some fall off in terms of form. Now, since he's come, he's called over 50 players, and there's been external factors. Yes, there's been COVID-19, but I think even with COVID, a pool of 40 players, if you are calling 23 of them, you should still be able to get you know, these players from your pool. Hmm. But there's also an external factor of being influenced uh, when it comes to calling such players. And we've had too many reports and, you know, too many suggestions that 
Siki Akono does not have full control on the type of players that he wants to call and, you know, the players that he wants to bring in. Now, that just cancels the whole process. Because how do you bring in a coach who's supposed to guide a team to an AFCON and then you tell him what type of player to bring and who not to bring? I think it even goes beyond, you know, CK. At the end of the day, the question that should be asked is that whose interest do you have at heart? Is it your one player who come and play two minutes and get a better deal or get a per diem? Or is the country Ghana that's on your heart? If you really want Ghana to end this drought, there's a lot of work to do because, you know, the country is right now handicapped. All the countries you mentioned took this big decision years ago that they want to win the AFCON and these are the steps you want to take. Now, if you do not put Ghana at the center sooner rather than later, you know, we're going to die out as a powerhouse because what's going to happen is that, you know, people are going to start taking their own interest, making their own money, and then no one really cares about Ghana in the end, and, you know, things just go from bad to worse. So, I don't blame CK. I blame the system that he's he's found himself in. Mm. And it's something that we have to decide, that if we want Ghana to win something, we need to go with our best foot, and we need to actually invest in the sport. Look, I don't think we've done enough technically. What's the direction of this team? What informed the call-up of these players? Absolutely nothing. And, you know, for the first time, strangely enough, in the final two qualifiers, Sika submits the squad, and the squad is announced a week later, and the culture that he started of explaining why he calls certain players was dropped. All of these are just raising eyebrows. For a communication director to take over. Yeah. It's really (laughs) suggesting that he's not the man in control. And no team... Absolutely no team has won any tournament without a coach being in control. So I think the big question is, are the officials in charge ready Mm. for Ghana to win an AFCON? Because it's up to them. If they don't decide, no matter what we will say, no matter what CK will do, no matter what Kudus will do on the pitch, it would never be enough to win an AFCON. Let me ask you, Muftal, do you think that the... Officials, the management, the administration, the Ghana Football Association administration believe CK is is good enough for the job, and 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 why they would perhaps come in with one or two chipping in here, there, and trying to influence the selection as much as they can. Do, do you think they they believe he's good enough for the job? First of all, we I don't think any of us here is unaware that CK was just an option. The first choice was never CK. The first choice was an expatriate. A meeting happened at the presidency where the presidency said, giving us an expatriate was a no-no. So CK became an option. At this point, you're torn between whether the person they deemed as option would be given the full control to manage the national team. Yeah. Because... If they never factored you as number one in the first place, they will think that there are certain things they know and can contribute to the success of the national team. Forgetting that national teams, we've got the administrative aspect where they are supposed to be in charge and the technical aspect, which is given to the coach. That's why you hired him in the first place. Mm. At this point, I am not fully convinced that the leadership of the FA 
trust that CK can single-handedly lead the Black Stars to bring out laurels. That's why probably they often influence who should come in and who should not. Is it time to just pull the trigger then? Pulling the trigger has been an option for a while now. But earlier this week, there was a meeting. A meeting that I think should resolve all these things. Where the leadership of the FA were, were clearly made to understand that the coach is working in the interest of Ghanaians and not for just the GFA. The coach is representing government and not the GFA. Mm. So whatever the coach does is in the interest of government. If the FA feels that CK is not the right man to do the job, they should fire him immediately. And we know who pays the coach. Tell the government to pay off the coach because we don't think that CK is the right man to do the job. But the very moment you've asked him to stay there, don't make him a rubber stamp and decide that bring in A and play B or bring in A and play C. Because at that point, the coach would not have full control of what he wants to send across. Because he's going to invite players based on who he believes can execute whatever ideas he's got. So if you give him a player outside that, you're going to make his work difficult. So if the FA don't want to work with CK, let him go and replace him with the right man. Guy, it's clear. You see, sometimes, and that's the point that Hans made, that, you know, when you have a job... And Gary, you know you have your job and you know you are good at your job. You are not going to take um, just anything from your, your employer, even if it is. You would have to stand up and ensure that things are done. We have been speaking a lot. We've been hearing things in the background. We haven't heard Sigi Akono, who has made a point that he's absolutely vocal. We haven't heard him speak. If you were worried about Sigi Akono, you should be more worried about David Duncan. Is he still there, David Duncan? Is yeah, he said assistant Duncan coach? There, but, um, <laughs> yes, you see. The, the, the grapevine. You know, we've never yeah. heard from David Duncan. Yeah, we have not. But David Duncan has always wanted to allow the head coach to, you know. Yeah. No, because, yeah. I, because, I, you know, David Duncan. Principal very, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, the combination they have there. That, that's, that's good enough to tell the FA, you better stop what you're doing or we're going to walk out of it. We haven't seen any of that. Now, tell me, my, my question to you, Gary, is does CK feel he has all that, that he has everything that it takes? to carry this team? Well, I'm sure if you ask CK right now, he'll tell you, yes, he has what it takes. I'm sure if you ask him, he'll say yeah. that. If you ask David Duncan, I'm sure he would say, say that, that yeah. as well. Whether the people who employed them believe believe mm. that is another matter. I mean, from, from everything that we've heard, it doesn't sound like they wanted to have CK as a first choice. Mm. Okay. And it's reflecting in a lot of things we've heard in the past week where the, the, the FA themselves... Kat spoke with, with Sheik, right? Yeah, Sheik, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's official now. He spoke in an interview, an official interview, and addressed those questions because they were put to him. I mean, are you choosing... He said, no, I mean, CK is doing his job, and but he made it clear... That he had disagreements at some point. Yes, he made it clear. And you know the way Kat is. He made it clear that, of course... If the national team coach brings a squad, and he has said it in that interview, that there's nowhere in the world that a national team coach, you know, in a functioning, will bring a squad of, say, 30, Mm. and there's a setup, and nobody will say, oh, no, I don't think this player... He he mentioned that at least there'll be a debate, there'll be a, you know, 
a back and forth yeah. or an editorial session, if you like, about it, where they'll put, no, we don't think that this one, the coach will have to justify it. That is what he said. Mm. And according to Ket, that is what people will interpret as he imposing, you know, because he has said that because they now have a functioning technical directorate, when CK puts out a team, it will have to go through the tech because, you know, they are working in a structure where they want Ghana to play a certain way. So, so that is one thing. Whether CK is or any other coach will be comfortable with that arrangement. That's another mat- That's another discussion for another day. Yep. But for us, yep. the optics from mm. the back mm. and again, from colleagues who speak to people who are close to it, it doesn't seem like they are all or they have been, at least in the past month leading up to these qualifiers, mm. been on the same wavelength and that can be good. That has to be sorted now that we have qualified before we get into the competition. But do you think program. it's going to be sorted out what if, you're seeing? If, if everybody's the keeping GFA quiet. Think that the man they've given the job is not, not up to the task. Two things: beef up the technical team for him. If he's willing, if he's willing, <laughs> if he's not willing, do what you have to. Then do. we are going to the, we no, are going back to the question. You, you know, because I'm coming back to this. <laughs> see, uh, guys, guys, familiar, guys, you know what? We got seven <laughs> minutes. We got seven minutes, but it's important for everybody to understand that at the last Africa Cup of Nations when we had 24 teams, Ghana was knocked out in the round of 16. Yeah. So that nobody comes to tell me you've won the Africa Cup of Nations four times and <laughs> when you go, you start slowly and you back up and you are always in the semi-final. <laughs> that was a real... Yeah, that was a reality check. For, <laughs> round of 16, Ghana booted out. And that, that, rea- that reality check, that round of 16 exit was our level. Yes. To be fair, <laughs> no, no, it was Tunisia won the game. No, I mean, Hans, 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 Tunisia won that game. They had one, we were running comedy, guy. They had won the game, and, and, and Hans, the deities were back, and we got to go you back. See, you have made a statement right now. All of this seems very, very familiar, and especially what happened in, in, in the 2019 AFCON. Yeah. Remember when I talked about how a certain player didn't need to go to the AFCON because, you yeah, know I mean, it was pointless and all of that. What happened to Ghana in the late 90s? In the early 2000s, up to the point where we were able to raise the Stephen Pierce and Michael Lacey, and it was a case of us being at the same level, where there were names... And dropping to the point where we could qualify. But a lot of those names were either nearing the point where they needed to make way for fresher legs, or were completely past their prime and didn't even need to be the national team at all. Hans, this time your names are not even strong. But, we had names then. We don't but, have names. We don't have a character who is strong enough to say, look, this is where we are. This is what we need to do to get back to the level where we need to be. And it's not only in the position of the head coach of the Black Stars, it's also in the position of, of the Ghana Football Association. You know, those are the top of the FA who must also put their feet down and say that, well, we had a generation of, of players who had come through. That time is, is over. It's now time maybe to consider the Isahakus and the Salisus and the other people to come through and then be together as a team and let's see where that takes us. Until Keto Kweko and the FA on one hand are able to be bold, CK Akono, David Duncan and the technical handlers are also able to be bold and the two of them find themselves moving in the same direction, we are going to talk around names, 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 and names. Nowhere. Hans, let me Three editions of the AFCON will, will come and pass. And we are there. For Oreko, Oreko, that, that courage to call the young boys up and decide that this is the way is what we have failed to do. 
I think you know when you read your lowest point against Tunisia, that that was that was the chance. I said to myself, look, yeah. now no one cares about the Black Stars. Yeah, yeah. This is the best opportunity for you to have experimented. Mm. And what do we see? In a qualifier where we needed to win, we see Mubarak Wakaso captaining the team. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, Wakaso has served this team. He's, he's played his best football. But this is someone who doesn't even have a club that he's playing for. How does Wakaso scare anyone? You see, and, and you, you have a chance in these under-20 boys who performed well, and you meant, you named them in the squad, and the next thing we hear, one of them is in Uzbekistan, playing in, a, in an irrelevant match. <laughs> and then you're playing players who have lived outside their whole life, but then, you know, you just want to tie them down, although you have no competition from the country where you claim they've lived all their lives. So, there's a lot of confusion, and that's what I'm saying, that there hasn't been an agreement that we care about Ghana. I feel like every shareholder is in there for something that they want. Other and up Ghana. until the yeah. point... <laughs> what we say we are going for Ghana. Point you need to qualify it. <laughs> Charlie, no, like today, Zorek could drop in the bomb. No, no, no. But <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, mean, it's it's the point. If this thing you, then you know you're guilty. Yeah, but that's what we have got into. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's what we've got into at the moment. We really need to see I, the way I, I forward. Think we that's need that's a where we are. A Milo who took a black stars to France, played youngsters no, we, against we know, seniors. We know the story. Milo, youngsters Milo, beat seniors. Milo is not coming back. He so went to the World Cup. Milo is not coming we back. We need such a character. That, that's what I'm saying. We need such a character to tell the FA that good, despite your pleading, yes. I am Muftar, going with these players. It's good Muftar mm-hmm. is yes. ending because yes. it cycles us back to where the show began. Yeah. With the question, hmm. does the coach of this entity... Yeah. It was a scientific yeah. yes. Does this Ghanaian black coach inspire a certain amount of fear confidence and, and discipline fear. in the team rather mm. than the white coach? Mm. That is, we have cycled back yeah. Yeah. 58 minutes later. But, but that's what we leave our and, and that's what we're leaving them with, yes. clearly. Because, and, and Hans, I'm, I'm not, that is what happens. If someone held your hands and helped you to get a job, you can't turn and bite Look, back. In Turkey, you have no guts. We to Turkey and we played Mali and lost Abyss Mali and played it. Mm. Next yes, day. yes. When CK made a substitution yes. in the second half, hmm. the players on the field reb- they rebelled. Yes. And they asked, Are you watching the game? Yes. They asked him before the player was substituted. Yes. Because they could not believe that, that guy's coming was, off. He was making the substitution he was making. Like, hmm. really? Hmm. You know. Well, guys, I should say thank you very much. So, um, in the end, yes. discipline. Discipline, yeah, we come back and, to it. Thank you very much, Mutau. Yes, thank you very much, Hans. Uh, thank <laughs> you very much, Gary. Maybe we should here for Black Stars Coach. <laughs> I, of course, yeah. maybe, yes, maybe. My friend! <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see, maybe, George, maybe our problem is not the talent. No, because it's not the talent. we got to final in 2010. And yes. Maybe it is just the it's discipline. It's got discipline. Yeah. Because we have lost maybe it. Maybe when we get to the final. Yes. Milo in the final, Evram in the final, two white coaches. Yeah. Discipline in the team. Because Milo, 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 yeah, 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 you need it. You need it. You Maybe know, that's, I mean, you look at it. that's what, probably what you because need. Because the right? talent there we have. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much uh, for joining me on the show. It's been great having a real one for Gary Al Smith, Hans Mensah, and of course Muftal joining me. We will we'll look to